All right, go ahead, take it off again. Origin Podcast Five. Welcome to the episode theory. <laughs> I'm back, babies. Yeah, interesting. But welcome your faces back <laughs> to the Origin Theory Podcast. We're heading into episode five, which is crazy. Again, most podcasts don't get to episode seven or past episode seven. I just want to clarify that I literally just said all that, but <laughs> yeah, like out of order. It was <laughs> out of order. That was the whole damn point. He took it away from me. <laughs> we'll just leave it in. Uh, first topic. Oh, we got Fabian and Julian here, so we have everybody here today. I I know you guys missed me. I'm always here. Yeah, he's always here. Sure. The only one who misses is Julian. Um, all right, let's look into the first topic that we have. We have quite a good amount. Um, oh, timestamps. We'll be having some timestamps on the bottom description. So if you guys want to see which part of the podcast shows which topic, topic, you just want to skip to that part of the episode, you can. It'll just be under the. It'll be in the description. So, uh, let's just go ahead and start with the Chargers. Might as well, since that's what the we've Chargers, been waiting all week to talk about. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I had seen a YouTube video the other day where, I guess, uh, Tesla is now allowing other EVs to use their superchargers. Yeah, but, what I, I but, but what I saw in the video okay. is not every EV can charge like a Tesla. So, you know how Tesla's basically... Um, it's always they reverse. On, they're always on. It's always on the left side. Yeah. So table. so not. It was. It isn't to convenience. Doesn't can. Wait. So the the charging cable is not long enough to not long reach enough. The yeah. Back. Yeah. Because someone almost... has showed up. Someone has showed up with the Ford Lightning a truck, and they couldn't get to it. The only way they could get um actually charge it would be if they park sideways. Sideways, taking up spots. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's unfortunate. Um. It has been a thing. They've announced it a while ago, but they haven't actually done it till recently. As most things. Yeah, Tesla so I does. just but, I sent it to Sergio wondering what he what his thoughts were since he has a Tesla. I mean, couldn't couldn't they use the one to the right side now? I mean, it's still inconvenient, but um, what do you mean the one on the right side? Because you said that they always it's always on the left side of the car. Mm-hmm. So you park on the same spot. The problem is the the ones that have it on the right side. That's, I think that was the problem that the dude was talking about because eventually you're going to have someone coming in and asking you to move over and you can't. The way that they're going to fix that is they have to get... Um, they just need a bigger, a bigger cable. No, I don't think so. I think car manufacturers just have to accommodate. Towards Teslas, right? Yeah. Because if the infrastructure is already there to charge your vehicle, why wouldn't you want to use that? Most people like mm-hmm. that network anyways because it's reliable. Like, here's the thing. Tesla's supercharging network is really reliable. Like, extremely reliable. It's, it's the only one that has that many chargers so close to each other. Not only that, it's the only one that has that many chargers close to each other, and they all work. Because I, I've, I've seen some videos, right? And they go to, like, Express EV chargers, right? And it says that it's online, and they get there, and it's offline. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys don't drive EVs, but when you only have a certain amount of, you know, range... And you go to the charger that you think is going to work for you. And it doesn't And work. it doesn't have any charge. That puts you in a very, very bad situation. Because there's not any other chargers around. So it, it really sucks. So car manufacturers, I think, are just going to have to accommodate to Tesla and put it on the left side. Otherwise, they would have to make maybe an adapter to that that it lengthens it a little bit. And okay, that might that work. Sense. That would be a little bit cheaper. be probably easier. Um, Otherwise, future models, I don't think it would be that much of an issue to just move the damn thing all the way down. 
um, or move it to the left side. They're not moving the battery. But, they're just moving the charging cable. Yeah. But um, so at the end of the story, the responsibility falls on the car manufacturers, not Tesla themselves. The thing is, like, so Tesla's already being nice by opening up their supercharging network. They don't have to do that. Although they're being pressured by the government to do it, <laughs> which I think is ridiculous. But doesn't that mean doesn't that mean they get more money out of it though? As they do. Well, they so. do. Yeah. And I believe, if I'm not wrong, I believe that the people that aren't Tesla users or Tesla owners, and they come in charge, they get charged a little bit more. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So that that's the cool thing about it. But I think it's just like a couple of cents more. Yeah, it's it's not a huge amount. It's not like gas. I hate gas right Wasn't now. Wasn't Ford supposed to build their own infrastructures with the uh, into the dealerships? The dealerships? Yeah. So so Ford was supposed to roll out this new model, which is the same as Tesla, that it's getting rid of dealerships and it's doing uh by customer only. So when you buy the Ford, it gets built for you. Instead of you going to the dealership and like pick one out of the stock. Oh, that's that's and it was supposed different. to turn all the existing dealerships were supposed to turn more into like a like a maintenance center where it, they would have uh, charging ports. Uh, that's completely different. I think that model of like making vehicles is more effective, more efficient actually, mm -hmm. because they don't have vehicles being made and then it's kind of. But at the same time, like, wouldn't it take much longer and at the same, uh, much longer for the customer to get the car? Yeah. But at the same time, how well would the car be if it's rushed as well to get to the customer? So how well, good would that car be? not necessarily because they're already making a shit ton of cars anyway. But like, that's what you're saying. Huge. That's what you're saying. They're already making, but you're saying when the, when you said that when the customer buys, then they make. Yeah. So essentially, as it goes back, you're I saying mean, is, is it, it to them choosing much, out of what they have in stock. Like a car, because I mean Tesla, Tesla, Tesla's just like super brand new, so they're really good at it, though. Yeah, I got mine within a week. Yeah, but I mean, but I think mine was a Tesla little. Tesla has a lot of issues too. I think mine was a little bit different because I. This is what I think. The reason I got it so fast, I think somebody's order was canceled. Or they didn't want the car anymore, and it just fit fit the specs that I wanted. That's mm. why I think I got the car. Because right right now, I think the average wait is like three months. Yeah, that's the problem now. Um, I I mean, I could see it in both ways. Like, it is bad in a sense. Um, but it's also good because essentially you have this pile of money, right? And you just pay people to make cars. And then they sit in the lot for months. And they're not sold. So that's money just sitting there that you're not actively using and stuff. So, in a sense, you're kind of burying the money and waiting for, like, a future date. But with the new way that Tesla's doing it, like, as soon as you order it, they already have your money and they start making that. They start making the car and then it's yours. So, money's, like, new money's coming in and they're making a profit. New money's coming in they're making a profit. It's not sitting. So, in a sense, that is a very good way of running a business when it comes to making money quickly. Um, yes, it's out of... Um, it's it comes out of the end user's experience, I suppose, when it comes to like actually buying the car on that day. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the same sense, at least you're not there in the dealership for several hours waiting for you yeah. to negotiate and stuff. I was when I ordered my car, I was in bed. <laughs> I was nervous because I didn't know I was gonna get it or not. 
but I was in bed, so I just slept through the negotiations. Yeah, but at the same time, if you're buying a car and let's say it's your first car, you kind of want to feel that excitement of, oh, no, I'm don't. there buying it and I can get in it now no. and drive there's, there's it. No not, oh, I bought it. I, now I haven't I have to bought wait. my own first car, but I'll be happy if I could just hop on my phone like, oh, look, I got a new car. Yeah, but, like, oh, but I have to wait. There's no excitement to it, man. There's like 20 minutes of excitement anything, and then you're waiting. If anything, still, if you experience. really think about it, it's more stressful going into a dealership. It is. Because people are they, trying to hassle you. Yeah. At yeah. least you know a Tesla, like that's a fixed price. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure with Ford, the the cars that you're building, that's a fixed price as well. Like, yeah. You know you're not getting ripped off because you, you the the dealerships mark it up. Yeah, they cool. do. Speaking of that, are they they're still giving out the um that one grant, right? Yeah. For EVs. EVs yeah. yeah. No, but I kind of agree with uh with Julian too. Like, I guess that's actually anti-consumer if you think about it. Um, but overall, I feel like that's probably the easiest way to make a cheap car, um, without like the middleman there. Cause the dealership is the middleman. Like they're the ones who are buying the cars from these like Ford, uh, Mitsubishi, uh, Chevy and, or Tesla, and they're selling it to you for a little bit more. So they make it, make a profit. Right. Mm-hmm. And all power to them. Like it's not their fault. Right. The, the main of a co- just like, the business. Yeah. The main point of a business is to make money and that's all power to them. But I feel like the easiest way to do it is probably just go to straight to the company uh, and they'll give you like the actual price of the, the car. Yeah. He, here's the thing. It doesn't hurt the like for themselves because they're, they're selling the price at the same. Oh yeah. They're, amount. They'll they're, sell they're it to the dealership. Yeah, exactly. Now they're just skipping the middleman. So the ones getting screwed over are the dealerships. That's what I'm saying. Like it is anti-consumer if you think about it. It's anti-business because you're kind of jumping over like the businesses and going straight to the monopolies pretty much. And that's something we probably don't want, but so. But I think in Ford's case, the whole point was maybe not completely get rid of the dealerships, but they were supposed to make it like a like a semi, more like a semi dealership. So like, they had to go into this agreement where they had to have a specific amount of electric chargers for them to stay at a dealership with Ford. That's interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, so they we could mo- still order cars, but we moved on to like the actual like way that cars are sold. But the original like conversation was all the about chargers. chargers and stuff, and I think it's great. Yeah, like a lot a lot of people that own Teslas are not happy with it. I would say because they've enjoyed having this inclusive like, um, like kind of like VIP MVP kind of status the when VIP it comes to experience. like yeah, you know, the superchargers like mm-hmm. premium. There's only Teslas there. You don't have to wait in line most of the time. I've only waited like probably once. And it was in a very high dense city. Where was I? Um, I think it was like in Valencia. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of people there. And uh, the cars are pretty much filled up. But still, it was really fast. Cars were leaving. I was able to get a charger like within four minutes and it was set. Once they open it up, it's going to leave a lot more chargers to be filled up. So not only the infrastructure is there, but is it there? Is it is is there enough infrastructure to keep up with all of the demand that's coming that way? Like Tesla's are still the most sold electric cars um, at this current juncture in time, but that's a lot of other vehicles coming into the market, especially when it comes to chargers and stuff. And people are just not happy about that because then they're like, oh, "Fuck, I'm, I'm gonna have to wait now." To this stupid Chevy who's in my I mean, I guess it depends. Spot. It depends how well Tesla decides to adapt to it. 
because if he if they decide to like fully embrace the like everybody can charge here, they can just build the their uh superchargers like, a lot bigger. Cause like right now we have two here in Bakersfield. Eventually, yeah. you think they eventually get to like facilities or whatever. Like instead of a gas station, it's a whole ass lot. That could be possible. Because from what I've seen, is sometimes especially especially with the coming of the semi Tesla. Mm-hmm. They could just make a whole ass facility with just exclusively uh, EV chargers. I've heard, I've heard like I don't know if they're real. I've heard rumors of like this big Tesla spot where they're gonna have like huge chargers, just like parking lots and stuff. We we and don't like a cheeseburger place in the middle. It's not <laughs> like so to get food. It it might be real because we have one here. They're building one. The cheeseburger by, place? No, no, no. By <laughs> <laughs> by where Amazon is uh, a little bit. A little bit before that, there's they're making an EV charger for semi trucks. He's like, bro, cheeseburgers are real. <laughs> they're making one right for here. the for the semi trucks only. Yeah, for right? electric semi trucks. I was gonna say, like, ain't nobody gonna go all the way over there just to charge. Well, it's it's right off the freeway. You know where Seven Standard is. It doesn't yeah, matter. Not that... These these charging stations are not made for. Uh, they're not made for you and me. They're made for people that you know that are are driving far away. Yeah, they're truck oh, yeah. drivers. Commercial like is it B yeah. or A? Oh, they're gonna be. Uh, it should be A. It should a, be it's commercial. Trucks. Yeah, it's mm. for commercial A people. So they're not going over there because they want to have a great time. They're going over to charge for business. Yeah, it. mm-hmm. so it's, it's not a, for us. Just a quick stop. Yeah, it's not for us. Otherwise, I would agree with you. Like, yeah, no, but, but okay. Oh yeah, I get that. But do you think they're also gonna be doing that as well in city? I have a small one in town instead of just so. having them in. Because I think there's one in the Target parking lot over there by, like, the Seven Oaks area. Yeah, there is. I've been there. So instead uh, well, of so instead of being in parking lots... Wait, have I been there? What do you think they're going <laughs> to... They don't have Tesla chargers. They have uh, EV char- America chargers, actually. They're going to what? Do you think they're going to build, like, like I said, like, instead of a gas station, it's a charging... Well, th- this one is just still, like, the super early stages. It just, mm-hmm. it's, it's all dirt, so I don't know how they're going to build it. But I, I know it, it's an it's an electric... Charging station for semi trucks. I think at, that's at what a, it's advertised. I think at a certain point, like your Chevrons, your Ac, uh, Arcos, your Shells, they're all gonna have to move over. They they're gonna have to. They have no choice. So that puts them in a very very weird spot because you know they they they're these massive corporations, right? And they're making lots of money off of petrol and stuff. And now all of a sudden. They have to switch their entire model to electricity and starting to farm electricity. So if I was them, I would already start investing in solar energy, clean energy, um, just energy that makes um, that makes sense. It's efficient, right? Uh, and is able to keep up with demand. And that's going to be the hard part for Chevron, Shell, and all of them because they're going to have to change. Maybe in the next hundred years, but it's it's going to have to be. Uh, an entire cultural shift, really, for the entire company. So that's 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 interesting. So this might take a while, but Sergio's right. Um, apparently, they're expected that by twenty thirty, around thirty percent of all vehicles will be electric, just here in the U.S. See, and that's that's a, so that's, that's almost uh, half. Yeah, well, it's thirty percent. But <laughs> you literally it, got the it's, number. It's thirty percent. It, it's. I mean, is it? Am I wrong? It's. It's almost. It half. is almost. Um. It's crazy. I mean, it's cool. It's really cool. Like when I got my Tesla, like a lot of people didn't have it yet, but after I got it, everybody had it. <laughs> I'm like, I saw so many more Teslas on the road, and I remember Fabian telling me, "Are you disappointed that they're on the road?" I'm like, not really, to be <laughs> honest. 
it's kind of cool having more people own Teslas because at the same time, like I know what type of people buy Teslas. Like you don't like a random ass person's not gonna walk into like a dealership like, oh, you know, I I think I want one of these Model Threes. It's like no, they know exactly what they're going yeah. for. I mean, once in a blue moon, you'll have like a. Um, you know, money that just yeah, a random person like I heard about these electric cars and they're really good. What can you tell me about them? But most often than not, most people that buy Teslas, at least in the past, they've been for the enthusiast. They've been for people that know about it. They've been for people that want to support um, Tesla and their mission. Um, and that's cool because, you know, you're at, like if you're charging, you know, your neighbor right there. He's a nerd and you guys well, are nerds. Well, I think I think that was that's how it used to be by the time you bought it. Yeah, I think a lot of people right now, they're buying it for the hype. That's yeah. the trend. Tesla. They're probably. doing the trend. It's, yeah, the same thing with like Apple users. A lot of Apple users, Buy they just do it but for the hype. I think it does make sense because at the same time, if you go actually go like car shopping online, you see these other dealerships are carrying Teslas, used Teslas. Do they? I don't yeah, think yeah, they, do. they are. They, some, they are now. I, I, not I was, a lot. I heard, I not heard a lot, the, but they're there. I heard that a lot of dealerships, when they come in, when they get a Tesla, when they're like lucky enough to get a Tesla, They'll sell it back to Tesla right away. The thing is, there's not a big... Because electric vehicles, as they are right now, they don't depreciate in value as much. Because they don't have a lot of moving parts. They probably have... Just a motor. They have two <laughs> moving parts. Which are the electric motor in the front. And if you're fortunate enough to have a, one in the back... Or, my bad, the other way around. If you're fortunate enough to have one in the front, you'd have two, two working motors, right? How many do you have? I have two. He has two. Okay. My cousin has one. Um... And that's all that moves. That's the whole thing that moves the, the, the whole thing around. That's the only moving part. And uh, if, if you guys know anything about like engineering, the most that you can make a, um, a machine like dumbed down, like the least moving parts that you can make in a machine, the more efficient it will work. Why? Because there's less, um, there is less, there's less error for failure. So That's yeah, okay. going that way, there's less um, positions of failure, pretty much. There's less places where it can fail at. Um, and that's what makes like electric vehicles so efficient. That's why they don't sell you like gap insurance for EVs. Hmm. You know, well, I don't know if you know, but I know you would know. Gap insurance, yes. Yeah, they don't sell gap insurance for Teslas because they don't depreciate. The only thing that depreciates in a Tesla is probably the battery. But that can take years or several years, maybe even decades for it to get down to a point where like, it would be unusable. Um, by then, you're, it's already paid off. I hear they're off. pretty expensive, though. They're oh, yeah. By then, grand. it's paid off. Um, by then, the battery's still working. It's not going to be at full max. Like, you're not always going to have 330. It's probably going to go down, probably like to 240, maybe, by the end of, like, 40, 50 years. Um, there is no car to compare it to because only roadsters have been around for roughly 30 years. And those cars are very old. Even the battery technology there is very but old. But mo most of them were like more like a collection item, no? Yeah, they were. They only had like 140 yeah. miles. Yeah, they're sports cars. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't really... So the, the used market for Teslas isn't a very big market just because of that reasoning. What did happen to the Roadster? Weren't they supposed to like remake it and make it like a... The Roadster V2? Yeah. They haven't announced it yet. But they're probably gonna do it soon. Let's hope it doesn't. They don't pull another uh, cyber truck. Nah, they'll be That's fine. Supposed to come out twenty twenty. <laughs> they'll be fine. I want the cyber truck. Ah, uh, 
it won't be here anytime soon. I want the Cybertruck. Look at the good side though. By the time it comes out, by the time it does come out, we'll you'll be probably to... be full on. Uh... What the fuck are you studying for? Again? <laughs> Psychology. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You'll Real be finished cool. with old school and shit. You'll be making the cool 100 plus grand. It's pretty clean, to be honest. They do taking their sweet ass time, though. I'm looking forward to it. Been a long four years. Well, seems like it's been flying by. Time's flying by. It really is. We're halfway through March. I know. I know. <laughs> and March is supposed to be the longest <laughs> month for school. Like, school workers, like, March is horrible. April's fine because of spring break. And then April's pretty much the last month because May, you were just counting down the days till we finish um, finish school off. So that, I mean, that's dope. Um, Yeah, but superchargers and opening up to everybody. I think it's a great idea. What do you think? I would know. You would know? I think it's a good idea for the company and they're going to be making more money. I think it's a great idea. For the customer, I would say it'd be 50-50 with the customers. I think it's great for every other customer. For Tesla customers, they're technically losing something. It depends how much they charge compared to what the current ones are charging. Because even if you make it, if they like match the price to like the third-party ones, but they keep the speed, I think it would be great for the customers too. The speed's going to be the... Well, actually, that depends on the company. That's what I'm saying. Because I think uh, Tesla's would have the fastest one. Yeah, they do. It depends on the battery capabilities of it. So the the battery and the um, because there's cobalt batteries and then there's lithium ion batteries, and then they're trying to make nickel batteries. And depending on which one you have, it's the amount of speed that you can safely charge the battery. Oh. So other manufacturers they're gonna have a hard time with that because the Teslas are gonna limit that just mm. to be on the safe side. So I I can see like if they open it up and they're gonna be like oh. The Ford F-150 charges like 50% slower on these superchargers than the American EV chargers. And it's probably just going to be a compatibility issue between oh. Tesla and Ford or okay. Tesla and Chevy or Tesla and whatever. Okay. I can see that. I can see that being a real problem. So that'd be interesting to do or see, I suppose. So I guess we have to wait and see. I personally, if I wasn't going to get a Tesla, guess which, try to guess which, which. The which... Mac 3. No, no, Rivian. You said you wanted a Cadillac. Guess which car I wouldn't... Wait, okay. are we talking about electric EV, alone? EVs, EVs, yeah, oh, electric right. it's, it's either Rivian or the Mac 3. It has to be. The Mac 3? Yeah, I think it's Ford? Mac, oh, Mac E, Mac no. E. Oh, Mac E, yeah, my bad. Oh, that's a Mustang. It's the Mustang Mach E, or Mac... I don't even know. Wasn't it, that's just supposed to come out of Mexico, and I, I guess they... It's they made in out. Mexico. Is it still? Mm-hmm. I heard they, back, they backtracked, mm-hmm. and they said, never mind. It's made in Mexico. Which one? The, that one, the Mac E. Bro, the, they're out on the streets. Yeah. What well, you talking about? It's made in Mexico. No, it's transported it, over here. Yeah, I thought that he told me they were supposed to be made in Mexico. They are made. In Mexico. I remember reading a an article saying that they backtracked that. Now they're just mm. making them here. The issue, okay, so the issue is that the the reason why they might have done that, I'm not sure. We have to confirm it. So the policies for um, the policies to get the EV credit here. It has to be American manufactured. It has to be American created here, and the parts yeah, have to be that's from why. America. I remember. Yeah. So that. That that doesn't rub really well with a lot of companies. So they moved all... If they did do it, that's the reasoning. They moved it over because of that. It's kind of the United States, like, big middle finger to Mexico. And yeah. every other foreign company. 
I think that that might have been the case. If they did do it, I think that might that might have been the reason. Yeah, but as far as I know, they're still making them in Mexico. Interesting. Speaking of making them in Mexico, what's Elon trying to do in Mexico? Says on the board. Oh, wonderful. Oh transition. yeah. Well, there you go. Segway. That's that's. Wait, wait, wait. Before we segue, what car? What EV would I get? <laughs> oh, I I I said mine. Rivian or Mach E. The only other ones besides those I know is Polestar. No, it's quite a lot. I would get a Porsche Taycan. Really? Yeah. Those things are fucking sick. Have you seen a them? Porsche Taycan? Look it up. Look it up. No, there's quite a lot now. There's uh, <coughs> BMW has one too. They, they got a pretty nice one. No, that Porsche Taycan's beautiful. Like the white exterior. It's rated uh, a 9 out of 10. The white exterior on the... Well, I would get a white. It's beautiful. And then the, the white exterior on the wheels. Oh, dude. Fucking amazing. It looks beautiful. And then the red interior. Mmm. Beautiful. I love this. MP. Instead of M- well, MPGE, I think it's hilarious. MPGE. Not only that, the, the Porsche Taycan competed with the Model S for a very long time for the fastest EV. 83 miles per gallon, electric gallon. Do you want to hear a crazy fact here? The Porsche Taycan came into the scene and it beat the Model S in speed. Did it really? Yeah, it did. Uh, the the only thing is Porsche's first attempt. The at the range is isn't that great. It's not. It's, it's not. Twelve six to two forty six. Yeah, it's miles not. battery only compared to the Model S, which goes up to four hundred miles. Uh, They're expensive. A uh, base the base models eighty six thousand dollars. The Porsche more, Taycan. Mm-hmm. Still Ooh. more expensive than the base Model S. A four S. I think it's like seventy six thousand. The base model S Plaid, that's the one you would want, would be like 140. The best Porsche Taycan like Turbo S, that one is two hundred dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars. Turbo yeah, so still Turbo is 153,000. more expensive. No, 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 the, the, the model S. Yeah, the model S still S. comes out cheaper. The model S is cheaper and more efficient now. The new one that they came out with. The plaid. Um the only reason you would get the Porsche is it because it's a fucking beautiful car. It's foreign, it's sexy. The trim's beautiful. The wheels are white. The interior's red. Looks All nice. Right. I like I it. I liked it. I like it, yeah. All right, going into the Segway model um, Gigafactory in Mexico. <laughs> oh, that's Julian's thing. Yeah. It's not. It's Sergio's. Yeah, it is mine. Yeah, I, I, I don't know sure about it. All right. So I've been saying it for a while, but pretty much Elon Musk is moving... Well, not moving, creating a gigafactory in Mexico. So what's interesting about that? Well, I've in the last couple podcasts, I've been saying that it would be really smart if private companies from the United States moved some of their companies or their operations, I should say, for manufacturing operations, came from, um, move them from China over here to Mexico. Why? Well, there's a lot of like tariffs, there's a lot of like... Um, import taxes that companies have to pay to move their move their products from Mex uh from China all the way to the United States. Thanks to the is it the cross Atlantic like peace treaty of trade or something like that? We're able to move things freely from Mexico to the United States from to Canada. So it would just make a lot more sense for a lot of companies, especially Tesla, to make most of their cars, if not all of their cars, in Mexico, right? Have them be cheaper because, you know, the labor there is cheaper because, you know, they don't have um, 
they don't have like wages like how we do where they're like they move the minimum wage every couple years it would be absolutely amazing if they ended up just putting all of their stuff down there and then moving it to america it'd be cheaper it'd be ultimately cheaper the labor in mexico is more talented and skilled than the ones in asia no offense it's just the facts, especially in Nuevo Leon. Nuevo, not Nuevo. Nuevo Leon. I'm Nuevo awesome. Leon. Um, that guitar was made there. Nuevo Leon is actually known for their manufacturing. So they just have a lot of really good, talented engineers there. Uh, a lot of talented people. Mexican people are very hardworking as well. Not saying Asian people aren't because they work like 12 hours or whatever. Um, but I think it's just ultimately a great decision by Tesla to move it over there. Uh, but what do you guys what do you guys think? Any issues? I think it'll be a little bit more expensive in terms of labor, which mm. means the price of the Tesla will go up a little bit more. But the import taxes would go way down. Well, if actually yeah. just go away. I mean it depends how many how many well, how many factories Tesla has, like China and stuff. Oh like I'm that. just oh I messed up actually. Why? Tesla builds gigafactories and they, they 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 don't import stuff from China over here. They build the gigafactories in China. They have one in Beijing and they sell those cars to China. That's what I said. That's literally what I said at the beginning. Cuz that that's what they do. They they build the factories and that's where they build the cars for that specific demographic. No, you're right. Yeah. So the one in Beijing is supposed to be for the it's in Germany, right? Beijing is in it's in China. China. China? It's Which was the one that's in Germany? Are you okay? The Berlin one. Berlin, that's Berlin. There you go. Berlin, it's Beijing. The same shit. Berlin no, it's like and Beijing. Letters, it's completely different culture. <laughs> it's it's like two letters on the damn. I don't think I've ever heard anybody confuse like a German for an Asian person before. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine, imagine the Americans land in Germany? Oh, I think we might be on the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> they go over there. Hey, all Swanston like Yeah, that's definitely a Japanese to me. It's close enough. <laughs> no, that, but, that's but yeah, the, the Berlin one, that's for the Germany. They make cars for Germany. Yeah, you're same, right. Same thing with the ones we have here, that the the one in Texas, the one that they just got made. I think which is well, hold on, that, that goes to what I was saying that Tesla won't work in Mexico. Wow. The infrastructure, the way that uh, the roads are set up, the way that uh, the electricity is set up, it just won't be efficient. You don't think electricity would be better with Tesla there or improved? Backwards. Tesla, uh, the electricity in Mexico is just not set up properly to like uh, to support a Tesla. Well, I'm just telling you. Do you well, that's true. But do you think... The only, the only Tesla... place it would work is uh, like super big cities like... Uh, like the like Mexico City or like Jalisco, those like super big that are like already becoming tourist spots. I'm trying to think of it. Okay, so if they okay they moved it over there, right? They're building their gigafactory. Uh, there has to be some reasoning. Elon doesn't just do things because it's well. He's know, probably trying to expand, but there's no like infrastructure in Mexico. I I would agree with you on that. I know that part of his plan is to manufacture some vehicles there and then move them, ship them to the United States. If he's planning to bring them back, that's great. That's a smart move. If he's planning to expand into Mexico, it won't take as good as the other countries. I think it's going to do good. I think yeah. the, the Mexican president wants the, the infrastructure that Tesla is bringing when it comes to electricity. Maybe. When it comes to electricity. Like that part of Tesla's business model on its own, the electricity part and their solar panel technology, I think that would work really well in Mexico because they're lacking that. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of business when it comes to that Maybe. regard. 
Yeah, but in terms of the vehicles, that's not going to work. It's not. Because they don't have the infrastructure yet. But I think once they set that up, I think it'll be all right. <laughs> but they got to do that first part. But either or, there's business to be had there when it, for Tesla. Because Tesla's yeah. not only an automotive company. They also make like energy. It also, it also depends how the price gets adjusted to compare to pesos. Because the true. way the way people see it from here is that you go to Mexico, things are a lot cheaper. That's true. But they everybody sees it from the eyes of you're making dollars. Yeah. When it comes to you're making pesos to buying things that are worth pesos, it just it, everything's too expensive. Mm. So like the job you have right now, you can afford a Tesla ish. I can. Yeah. Comfortably actually at this yeah. point. With the if you had this same job too. in Mexico, you can afford the car I have. <laughs> uh, so yeah. so it just it, it depends how how the price gets. Adjusted. I think that goes into what you're saying that it just won't do. I guess it won't it, do good in Mexico. Well, aside from the infrastructure, it's not going to be a. No, I. I, I don't think Tesla's going to be a good if, car. And if people do buy them, it'll be, it'll more be like a very rich item. Yeah. I don't think the car part of it's gonna work, but I do think yeah. the infrastructure part will, just because it's something that Mexico is lacking, and that's something that Tesla can do. Yeah, from they the bring like up. the whole like the whole solar system type, oh. type of the business. <laughs> solar system, <laughs> the planets. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> the solar system. So no, the solar panels. Yeah, there you go, solar. Because the one thing I will say that Tesla does have an edge on is that Tesla makes their own energy from the ground up. They can they can supply Mexico with the solar panels. They can supply, but not only that, because solar panel technology is one thing. A lot of companies can do that easily. The hard part is storing the is storing the energy. That's Which also Tesla also does. Yeah, Tesla also does, and they've been improving on that. Not only that, Tesla has these giant like capacitors and stuff with a whole bunch of battery packs that literally power things. Um, so why is that important? Well, if this house is being powered solely on solar panels. It, the light would go uh, the lights would go in and off all the time depending if there's sun or not okay. that's why the beauty of the, the the solar pack is there like the battery pack they store that energy and then you get reliable energy all year long or all all day long without it going up and down what's what's uh, Tesla's called the Tesla wall something like that Tesla's uh, I think it's called the power wall the power wall there you go. yeah but uh, I think that part's gonna do great it might be really expensive I think Mexico could definitely help their own infrastructure when it comes to that. Um, probably for like big cities, big like malls, big like like how you're saying. Uh, for people to afford it, I mean, it would be smart for Mexico to like incentivize people to get it. Because solar, pan solar panels in general, if you put them on top of houses, they generate energy for the grid, for everybody else to use. They don't generate it for themselves. So in that sense, it's helping everybody out. I don't know how Mexico's like uh, ideology is. If it's more of a um, what is the term? So America's a very individualized uh, has a very individualized ideology. They care more about themselves than the collective. Japan, on the other hand, is a very collective ideology. So they care more about the the greater good of everybody. That's why you see Japanese people pre-COVID wearing masks, where in America you would never see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know you're you know that's what I'm asking you Julian which one do you think is more? Uh, definitely the the electricity side of the things, the cars just. No, but I'm telling you, is it more of an individualized ideology or more of a collective? In which way? 
like I was just you were paying attention. Huh? Yeah, I was looking something else. I was gonna add it to the same thing. So America has a very individualized ideology because they only care about themselves pretty much. When it comes to Japan, it's more of like the collective. They do what's best for everybody. That's why pre-COVID you would see them with masks, and in America pre-COVID you would see nobody with masks, even though they were sick. Um. Mexico is definitely more individual type. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We'll see. So, yeah, I, I was pretty much right. Because, like, right now, the uh, the superchargers for, like, Tesla, they do have quite a, a few, but they're all more, like, on the tourist side of things, more like central Mexico. Oh, yeah, it's A little bit more, like, a little route going to the border, back to the U.S. But it's very few. Maybe, like, cool five, ten states have one or two. Well, there you go. Mexico has states? We have forty six. Forty six. I think so. It might be. I might be. I might be off. I'm, it might be like low forties. Are they states or provinces? I think they're considered states. <laughs> Let's say something dumb. But what about the stars of the flag? Thirty two. My I was way off. <laughs> Wait, they do have it. Though, they huh? don't have stars. No, they oh. have a. Looks like cactus to me. I thought there yeah. was like a thing around the eagle. It's uh, that's a cactus. I think nopales. Mexico's they have thirty two states by the way. Thirty two? Yes. Thirty two. That's crazy. I didn't think they had Canada has like three, don't they? <laughs> Just lines, aren't they? Or it's provinces. Wrong? They only have three, yeah. Nah. They have a British Columbia. Uh, I think it's more like a flower type of thing. They don't have stars though. hundred percent. Oh yeah, there it's a flower. I thought it was like I thought it was like stars and stuff. We touched on this, no? Like the the history behind the flag? Yes, when we talked about the Aztecs. Yeah. Episode 2, shout out plug for ourselves. <laughs> Episode 2 of the Origin Theory podcast. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I had. I guess the infrastructure is going to work, not the actual cars. Um, let's move on to one of Julian's topics. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me... Uh... Let me look for it. <laughs> Love, uh, Fabian, you got one more? I don't. No, I only had one. Here, let's do the hypothetical. A hypothetical. Um, let's do the 25 minutes with your previous self at 15. So that topic, uh, the actual t- uh, prompt was... If you could if you have... had 25 minutes with your uh, 15-year-old self... 15-year-old yep. self. What would you tell him? All right, go ahead, Fabian. You can take the it's floor. Topic. Yeah, you can take it. I want to know, man. My life has been so uneventful. So... All I can say is you're going to be going to work and coming home. What do you think your younger self would say? I don't know, because we're two very different people. He'd be like, bro, what the fuck? I thought we were going to play basketball. Yeah, that's that's, I can can see that happening. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. It's two very different people. It's like when Baruto goes back in time and meets Naruto. And he's like, this guy's not that bad. This is not the same shit. Yeah, he's like, this guy's not bad. Very like, man, you're lame and this and that. That's the younger self to me. Like, <laughs> you're gonna be like, oh, he's boring. Ain't nothing going on for him. I'll be bored myself too. Fifteen year old me will be bored now. Me, <laughs> like, what the fuck? I know Sergio would have like I more think... than a thirty minute conversation with himself. Sergio think... will spend hours with himself if he could. I think fifteen year old <laughs> me would ask me. Uh, so we're still doing the doctor thing, right? No, I'm like, <laughs> well, <laughs> sit down, sit little, down, buddy. buddy. <laughs> so I got something to tell you, right? We're bad at math, and we both know this. (laughs) We're really bad at it. So instead of doctor, we're doing psychologist. 
Um, I don't think I would be that upset. I'd be like, all right, I guess we've had a dream since eight, but that's that's cool, <laughs> I guess. Psychology is cool. I'm like, um, so what car did you decide? You know, we don't really fuck with that shit, right? It's A mm-hmm. and B from A position to like, a, as as long as it get me from the, from like point A to point B. Point A to point B. And I'm like, we got a Model 3. And then he's like, get an electric car? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool. He's like, so now you're just giving your 15 year old self something to look forward to. I'm like, that's pretty dope. Okay. Yeah. I think I would be, because I wasn't into cars and I'm still not really into cars. But a Model 3 would probably throw me off. I'm like, ooh. Because I didn't find out about that until 2018. So that's two mm-hmm. years later. So in that case, you don't know what it is. So he's mm-hmm. asking you, what is this? It would be an electric car. And then he'd probably be like, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, He's all like, so at that point, I think that would be the whole conversation, actually. Just like, where are we going? Um, I think that was... I, I know I wanted to school at the time. I wasn't sure if I was gonna graduate from high school at the time either, so I guess that would be. I'd be like, There's we no do. Way you were I'm doing like that bad. I'm like, years. no, we were doing great. Well, I mean, we were doing great, but I was still kind of. I'm like, we graduated high school, and guess what? We get a college degree too, and I'm like, no fucking way. I'm like, yeah, and guess what? Last year of uh, of, uh, of university as well, and I think my younger self would be pretty cool. He'd be pretty hyped. Like, what be the pretty fuck? proud. He'd be pretty happy. He's like, oh shit, look at us. Yeah, he'll probably be like, "But like, dude, are you even working now?" No, <laughs> like, no, no, I'm not. That's the one thing I regret: not working out as much. I'm like, listen to me. If you're ever at Sky Zone, don't run up the ramp. <laughs> what? That's all I gotta tell you. If you're at Sky Zone, don't run up the ramp. Is when he twisted his foot. Yeah, oh. I'm like, don't run up the ramp, and I'll be like, why? I'm like, trust me, you'll thank me later. <laughs> And then my future would be fucking changed. I'm all fucking fit and shit. Like, fuck yeah, I didn't run up that ramp. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's me though. Now my 15 year old self would just look at me and be like, "Bruh, <laughs> what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, because I was pretty thin at 15. <laughs> so I think everybody, all of us, would be like, "Bro, why did you guys get so fat?" <laughs> it's like, "Fuck, did you eat me?" <laughs> Oh my gosh, shit. That's pretty much all I got for the hypothetical today. On to the next one. Which is your so topic. I'll put this one. No, no, no. Oh, we want to do the actual topic or the second hypothetical? What? You want me to do the actual topic? Or do a topic which we can yeah, segue into a hypothetical. That's, that's, you're not segueing your way into that. Just do it. <laughs> it's the same thing. Okay, war. so which tech. Uh, was a, a Syrian brown bear that was bought as a young cub at a railway station in Iran by the by the second Polish Corps soldiers who had to evacuate from the Soviet Union. In order to provide his rations and transport, he was eventually enlisted as a soldier with the ranks of private and was uh, soon enough promoted to corporal. So this is a bear that they bought a bear yeah like a a brown bear why because uh i don't know it doesn't say why but like i guess they just ran into him and they're like hey we want this bear so they bought him and they enlisted him as a soldier and Uh then um he accompanied the second corpse to italy serving with the 22 
with a 22nd artillery supply company during the ba the battle of Monte Cassino in Italy in 1944, which tech helped move crates of ammunition and became a celebrity with visiting Allied generals and statesmen. So they, it's a it's a bear that was actually listening. Yeah, it was a bear that they had helping during uh, World War II. Like he was carrying, they was like strapped him with crates of ammunition that he would carry to the soldiers. And during then the they, war, during yeah. like battles, and stuff. yeah. And, and he won a couple of medals, and then by the time he retired, like at, at the end of the uh, the uh, war, he he just retired into a zoo in Scotland. <laughs> Thanks for your help. You're, you're, you're yeah, enslaved I mean... for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, really interesting, actually. That's he hilarious. didn't eat anybody. No, he didn't. I mean, they they got they bought him as a cub, so he he was still small. So I guess he he grew up around humans. Especially, that's why I was trained. I'm over here thinking they got a bear, a yeah, grown ass bear. No, it was a baby bear. That they bear bought. reinforcements. <laughs> Apparently, in 2013, the they made a a statue of him, and it was uh, unveiled in uh, May 2014 in Italy. Uh, Krakow City. I don't know where that is. It's in Quebec. Poland. Watch it be Quebec. No, I pronounce Quebec. <laughs> All right. Wait. So was it like? Was it hired on by the Russian army? No, it was by the Polish army. That sounds very fucking Russian. Like, yeah, yeah it sounds like, like, a, like a really bear. Russian thing to do. Uh... <laughs> okay, <laughs> go in there. <laughs> go in there, sweep his leg down, <laughs> push him in. The bear starts wrestling the enemy allies. <laughs> yeah, so he served for two years, and he ended up as a corporal. That's hilarious. Which I want to know how how what's the biggest one he can get. <laughs> he orders the privates go get me blueberries <laughs> in the middle of the war. Yes, corporal. <laughs> okay, but what was tougher, the the bear or the emus? Uh, the emus is not. Uh, the emus need to know <laughs> a lot more. Of uh, the emo war is pretty funny. The emo right in Australia, right? Funny. I don't they know. Lost <laughs> the emus. Yeah, they lost. It's hilarious. For those who don't know, it it's like a ostrich type of looking bear kind of looks like an ostrich so i remember this funny story like they shot like like machine gun rounds into like an emu horde yeah and like they were running at them and they were dodging everything and like like almost no emus were killed and the, these are uh these were uh louis guns were like automatic machine yeah louis guns, guns. <laughs> and the fucking they, emus, they got like... on there and they started attacking them and they lost yeah and they lost several times oh because they were eating crops or something no yeah, yeah. they're eating crops <laughs> they, this was in australia they uh, apparently the, the like civilians got mad so they enlisted the royal corpse to go and mow down a bunch of emus <laughs> and they came and out they defeated couldn't get a single one they of came them. back in stretchers <laughs> yeah <laughs> those damn emus oh gracky those emus be pretty strong these time of days <laughs> these time of year <laughs> no dude that'd be the craziest story I fought in the Great Emu Wars. <laughs> damn birds, pretty damn good. <laughs> Drinking alcohol and stuff. Those damn alkies. All right, <clears throat> let's uh, let's move on to stress. Unless you want to keep going with emus. Uh, no, that pretty much summed up the whole thing. What stress. do you gotta say about stress? So uh, this is gonna take about thirty minutes. Are you gonna simple it down like you did the other day, or yeah, I, I'm gonna simple it down, simplify oh, it. Took like twenty minutes. It's gonna be more. No, I'm gonna I'm simplify it. So pretty much, stress can be break. This is the psychology portion of it. It's in, it's part of environmental psychology. We have one of those like every podcast. Yeah, I mean, might as well use it. You know, if you're an expert on a field, right? I mean, don't say. <laughs> uh, so stress. 
Stress can be divided into two things, into two very important things. Uh, the professor was talking about it, and I thought it was really cool. So, what is stress? Well, stress is pretty much the amount of demand that you are put into, um, and demand can be anything from financial demand, like you need to make bills or whatever. That's a demand that's put onto you. So that can definitely be a very stressful situation. You can have demands from your parents, like maybe your parents want you to go to college or something, right? That could be a very demandful situation as well. Maybe your parents are pressuring you to get into a relationship and get married, right? That can also be a very demanding thing. Um, all of those demands, they're not so much big problems when it comes to stress. It's when you add all of those demands all together, the overall, that's when you get very stressed. So it turns out stress is, it's pretty much how many demands you have on yourself at a given time and how well you're able to cope with them or um, deal with them in a sense. This leads to the next part, resources. So stress can be put into two different, two different places, resources and demand. So what are resources? Well, when it comes to the financial situation, right, there's several resources you can do. You can get another job. You can look for another job to get two jobs, right? To get you a little, so, so you can keep up with the resources, which would be money in this case, and get rid of your demand. So that gives rid of that stress, right? So you're no longer stressed in that sense. Um, when it comes to the demand put onto you by your parents about going to college or something, um, you can, in, in the form of resources, right, to um, counteract that, It'd be either to study or to go to college or to just go along with it, right? That way, uh, that demand goes down. Obviously, that doesn't always work because, you know, demand from school is also something very hard. Demand on doing good on a class, demand on doing good on a, qu on a quiz, a test, anything of that is also very demandful and very stressful. So again, it goes down to it. More demand put onto you, the more stressed you will be. The resources that you have to accommodate that, that's what's going to alleviate that stress. Uh, and my professor put it to me in simple terms and simple words like that. And I'm like, that's, that's really cool. And I'm like, that's, that's cool. And that's the only thing she heard from me the entire class. <laughs> I was talking about other stuff, but she ignored me. She's like, <laughs> she's, she was teaching, she's like, and toxins and stuff. And that's also cool. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, amazing. Um, the last one about relationships and stuff, when it comes to resources, obviously there's dating apps that you can do. I fucking hate them. Don't, don't go on that's that. That's a damn lie. You got like five of them. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fun. It's fun to be on there. <laughs> a lot of, oh, you, know, you don't put them there twice a week. All I'm going to say, women simp as much as hard, as hard as guys do. She's got to find the right ones. Um, but moving on. Um, that one's a little bit more tricky. Emus. Emus. Uh, guys, the wallpaper on the TV just changed to emus. Just sorry. Out of, out of, out of, you know, topic, whatever. But uh, the relationship thing that you're, you know, the demand that your parents are putting onto you about relationships, that one's tricky. That one's really tricky because the resource to that is maybe you can try to be more outgoing, right? Uh, maybe you buy a nice car to attract more women. <laughs> um, maybe you. Uh... <laughs> one fixed it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, bro, doesn't matter. It. That's the um, difference, though. Maybe you get into a cult. <laughs> car guys. <laughs> Uh man, this cough. <laughs> Once again, one. <laughs> comes back to um, there's a lot of different things that you can do to try to get a relationship, but uh, we're we're getting off topic. That one's hard though. I don't have any resources for that. I was gonna say that those can even count as a resource, because I mean, like the car part, like 
buy a new car, I guess. So that that's the hard part. I don't know how you would deal with that. Doesn't Maybe work. you could talk to your parents. So the new car doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it know depends. Kind of it doesn't work for me. I don't know about that one. Um, so let's you look bought at, a truck, bro. That's why. Let's look at the demand. So what is the demand? Your parents are putting demand on you to get into a relationship. Could you possibly maybe as a resource communicate with them more? Like, hey, I'm not ready. I don't really like anybody right now. Like, can you stop doing that? That's making me stressed. Could kind of help. That could be a resource. Um, but yeah, that's what makes it tricky. Pretty much stress is summed down to that, to the parts of it, which is how many demand you have on yourself. That's the stressful part. And how you're able to cope with it, that's the resources part. So would you say stress is, is self-inflicted? You um, do it to yourself? No. No, not necessarily. Because stress can be put upon you by your parents. That's not doing it to yourself. Stress can be put upon you on by your teachers. That's also not put upon... That's not you putting it on yourself. But isn't it the way you take it? I mean... Uh, no. No, it's not, actually. But... Is it? I Some, mean, because, like, if you think about it, uh, the parents, I understand. But, like, the teacher part, I mean, you're the one that's putting yourself through school. So, here. So, let me tell you this funny story. So, the professor put this amazing little thing. She's all like, um, a couple years ago, one of her students, like, she did the whole stress thing. She explained it, everything. And the student dropped out. And then, like, a week later, she goes to the professor's office. And she's all like, hey, professor, uh, I thought about what you talked about, the demands and, you know, the resources. Turns out, this class is very stressful. There's a lot of demand on me. So I ended up dropping the class. And she got rid... That's her resource. She got rid of the class. That's the demand gone. So, so was the, the teacher stress proud or offended? The professor well, was happy. She's like, I understand. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Because, like... Mm -hmm. So I guess the teacher was just proving her point. Yeah, like, yeah there you go. It, but, but then again, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a, it's a stress... It's a demand that the student put on herself for taking that class. She, yeah, she did it. So you it. can't blame it on the teacher. Exactly. Uh, kind of. Because you're also talking about how you cope with it. Not everyone yeah. copes the same or as well it as It depends others. on how many resources you have. Some people are more. Because that goes into personality as well. Um, but technically speaking, the resources that you have, which is dropping the class as well. If you're able to do that, you can definitely do that. The, not all stress is bad for you. That's another thing. Because a lot of situations are stressful. Going out into the world and talking to a girl, that's stressful. Going on a date, that's stressful. It's awkward. Going to buy a car, that is stressful. But those are things that you not have. Not buying a Tesla. That, uh, but, the, those are, <laughs> but those are things that you have to do. So not all stress is bad. That's how it fits into that model of stress. Like, mm -hmm. if you're going to school because you want to get a degree, right? That's just the stress that you have to put up with. The model doesn't show you how to get rid of like good stress because that is good stress it's just stress yeah it's, it's just the stress model overall what causes stress and how to get rid of it or the resources and the demands of it which i think is amazing i thought it was great i'm like great fucking lecture professor that's awesome <laughs> you simplified stress in like 10 minutes like amazing so that's that's the stress part about it and now he simplified it for you in about four uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, last hypothetical wartime. Wartime. Wait, what was wartime? Oh, yes. You can pick um, one. You yeah, you can pick a war you want. You can travel to and guarantee to not be hurt 
which one would you pick? Um, that's a good one. I like to go up against the Spartans. Um. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Do you get to participate in the war? Well, it yeah. says well, you're not you getting get a to hurt. See it. Like to, to experience it. I mean, I would just watch it. I wouldn't participate. Like just because I mean, because <laughs> if I, would, I would participate, if, in if the I'm war, guaranteed to not get hurt, <laughs> I want to see the fucking nook dropping. I'll be, I'll be on the side of the Genghis Khan. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Repopulating the half of Asia. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, shoot, what war would I be a part of? I want to see the emo war. <laughs> I want to see it. I just think it's so funny. Like, I, I just disbelieve that it actually happened. I want to see it. I feel like it's not even gory. It's just, like, hilarious. Like, you see emus attacking people, and that's just it. Just pecking them down. I, I want to see it. I mean, yeah, me too. I feel like every other war is like um, bloody, disgusting. I don't gross, know. Full of not the, not the great emo war. Not the great emo war. That one's no. that one's pretty clean. No, for me is I don't know if the name is right, but I guess the Trojan War or whatever. Yeah, the Trojan. When when, the when Trojan they got war. into that big ass horse, yep. horse, I'd like to see that happen. They just go through, and then they're inside, and then boom, yeah. they get out. It was pretty nasty. They got uh, out of the little horse like a midnight. And they just completely tear down the, the little village. Mine's the Emo War. Yours is the Trojan crazy. War? Yeah. It'd be I, I cool think, to I see. I think I go for the Emo War too. That, Before, that what fun. would you have picked? Uh, I forgot which ones I was going to say. Uh, Damn, that's tough. I don't know enough about wars. He's like Microsoft versus Bill Gates. <laughs> like Microsoft versus Apple. Isn't that the same shit? <laughs> Microsoft versus Apple. We're saying that because he kind of looks like Bill Gates today with the glasses. I think blue yes, coats sir. versus red coats would be fun. Oh, uh, the American Civil War. Is, 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 wasn't that supposed to be like the, the most bloody war? The American Revolution? The bloodiest war ever fought. What was the bloodiest war? I think the worst war ever was World War <laughs> One. Not on like casual. Well, I mean, if we're count, actually, counting soldier casualties only. Not like like World War Two, where like six million Jews everyone were died. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, so I think eighty million Russian soldiers died. But on what? On the Russian side. Oh shit! Yeah, because Stalin would just throw the, the the soldiers in. Like you guys go out there. Yeah, he'd throw them. But in proportions, though, the the worst war ever was, I believe, World War One. On proportions to the population, more people died in that war on proportion. Mm-hmm. Than in World War Two, but if you're looking at sheer numbers, it's World War Two by a lot. Fuck. Like 160 million died, I think. Uh, I think how was it? The United States lost a lot. Europe lost even more. Germany lost a fuck ton. Russia lost a gigaton, literally. Uh, Japan lost a lot as well. Um, a lot of people say that. President Eisenhower prevented more bloodshed by dropping the bombs in Hiroshima and Naka... Nakasawa. Nakasawa. Uh, yeah, because he killed thing. civilians, yes, but he also saved a lot of American and Japanese lives. Because if I remember correctly, they were saying that if uh, if they had to like fought normally, they would have to invade Japan. Yeah, they would have. 
and by the way, uh, Japan's were like super proud of their. They're not. Yeah, they would never have given. Yeah, up. so they never. said they would have to basically conquer Japan block by block, street by street. Mm. And it, it, that's a hard one. The other thing is like, I think the only thing that would have convinced Japan to stop is the nuclear like nuclear bombs being dropped. Which it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. Because just the sheer power. And it wasn't just one. It was two. And it was funny because the first one, they dropped There the was a third one, one too, wasn't there? They They're had planning it planned. It. Yeah, they planned. They, like, the issue is that, like, yeah, Japanese people are very prideful. But they're very prideful to the point of suicide. Yeah. So they had this, like, die like a warrior mentality. Yeah. And that's a problem because Americans do not have that shit. They're like, no, bro. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so surrender. They're like, no. Yeah, because like, you're gonna no, lose. I, I think and then uh funny thing is I think they dropped the first uh nuclear bomb and then they're like, You guys should surrender. And they're like, No, no, we're fine. So they dropped the second yeah, one and they're like, Okay, one. you know what? You win. Yeah, and like, then, yeah, they, they surrendered. Good. I think it was the day after they just surrendered. They're like, All right, yeah. we can't compete. Like at any second they could just obliterate all of us. So I was like, No, you just can't do it. Um But yeah, it's pretty interesting. The World War on proportion was the worst war. It was muddy. There's, uh, there wasn't any regulation on the weapons you could use. Wait, where was it? Because I don't have much knowledge in World War One at all. So where, oh, where, yeah. where, where, where did this shit. one happen? Germany being Germany. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so World War One. Um, it's interesting. Most people don't know it because they don't. T- they don't cover. They don't it talk in about schools. it. They just want to do World War Two. Yeah, because that's very popular and people are like, yeah, yeah most of the time they just they just uh go into what sides or like what countries took what side. So World War One started because um pretty much someone assassinated the Duke of like Duke Ferdinand or something Duke from like Germany. I think it was from Austria. Yeah. And then that sparked an entire conflict in World War. I don't know how it happened. I didn't know after that, but all I know is that's what started it. I thought yeah. it was the Duke of France. I think it might have been the Duke of France. No, that doesn't sound right. Look it up. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. No, couldn't have been. Yeah, couldn't have been. Because if that was the case... Unless unless France is the one that that started the conflict after that Duke died. No, that doesn't make sense. Because I don't think they fought... Look it up, look it up, because I'm not sure... Yeah, World War I definitely is not one of those wars that is very Assassination of Austrian... Yeah, so I was yeah. right. Look at me. May twenty eighth, nineteen fourteen. I even got assassinated. Him. I'm amazing. All this knowledge. Series of events that took place. <laughs> I'm over here fluffing myself up. I'm like, damn, fucking great. So who killed him? Uh, it says here. It says one of the quite top questions are why did Germany start World War One? Germany sought to break up the French and Russian alliance and was fully prepared to take the risk that that this would bring about the major war. That's interesting that France had an alliance with... It said that it was a, a Serbian extremist group that wanted the increase in Serbian power in the Balkans by breaking up the Austro- which Australian-Hungarian Empire. I think there's a lot of different parties that were, I don't think it's just one party. Yeah, most I think it's a lot of people that had a lot of like, they had a lot of things to gain from doing that. Uh, but World War One is bad because there wasn't any regulation on what you could use. Um, mustard gas, mustard gas was used. <laughs> that was sounds um, funny. 
It's like, well, you can't use this, you can't use that, you can't use this. This is what happened in World War Two, <laughs> and World Germany said, yeah. "Nah, never mind. We're gonna use whatever the fuck we want." They still didn't use uh, poison gas. They didn't. They actually kept to that. Kept to it because the, I think the pretty much NATO. If you use anything that's illegal in war, every NATO country declares war on you. So that's how they. But stopped. we didn't have NATO at that point. That that I was, think it was after. Just like, it was after. I think, it was, I think yeah, it, it was right after. It was like I think it was a a mutual like understanding. Like if you use this, we're declaring war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like it. I mean, flamethrowers are not illegal in war. You're not allowed to use it. And the United States used a lot of it. Yeah, they, they burned a lot of crispy Japanese. No, they burned a lot, man. And yeah, NATO was formed in on April 4th, 1949. So after the war. Yeah. What, five? When did it? Finish? Four years after. Yeah. Um, and thanks to Russia invading Ukraine, uh, Sweden, and I believe Norway, two countries that have been neutral throughout their entire existence, have joined NATO. Really? So that backfired. Really bad for Russia. Ukraine can't get in just now, right? No, uh, uh-uh. because they're already at war. Like them joining now would be like us just straight up declaring war on on Russia. But now I believe Switzerland also wants to join uh, NATO, and a lot of other countries want to join NATO now too. Just a little safe. Mix. They should. Mm. It's already a big group, a big alliance. Why not? The uh, like I forget, like. Some countries are part of NATO and they left. It's because to be in NATO, you have to give money and then you have to supply like actual troops. So it's a membership. Yeah, it is. A, it is <laughs> you a have membership. to pay each month to be it, part of NATO. It's a membership. <laughs> it's a pretty good membership. It's a VIP but you get a lot of good benefits, you know. Uh, you know, mutual non non extinction is pretty good. It's a good membership to have. Well, yeah, but at the same time, you can't put all this pressure on these smaller countries, though. No, I agree. Um, but Trump, you know, he's been talking about, he's like, it's time for the United States to pay their fair share in NATO by all of the countries paying their fair share as well. The United States cannot fund NATO all by itself. So he wants everybody to pay the same amount. I think it's fair. I I mean, you know, you just talked about, oh, you can't have those poor countries like well, yeah, Kenya but... pay the same amount as the United States. Um, but at least the bigger countries. The, the more countries? civilized countries. I, well, I mean, you can divide them into three. So there's first world countries, Mexico's second world. Mexico's not part then... of NATO. What? Yeah, they're not. They don't want to That's be part cool. of it. That's cool. Yeah, they're still doing Who's like, deals attack... with Russia. Who's going to attack Mexico, bro? Yeah, what the fuck were you gained from attacking Mexico? You didn't gain nothing. <laughs> you hey, get man, all the cartels got, in there. They got a Tesla factory coming like, in, man. First they got, of, they got like, something. The smaller South American countries, they got nothing on them. I think. They... And then no one's going to want to go across the world just to invade. NATO, here's Come the thing. Here's the thing. Mexico doesn't have to be part of NATO because there's another treaty that protects Mexico. The United States protects Canada and, and Mexico. It was, I think it was in World War II. It's called the North Atlantic Peace Treaty or something like that. If you attack either Canada or, or, New Me- or Mexico, you're, gonna, the you're, other two going you're declaring war on the United States as well. That's why nobody has ever mm. fucked with Mexico. Or Canada. Way, except for France. France did take a swing at it. And the U.S. did come in and said, what's up? What Wait, what was this? Wait, what was this? I don't remember, but, but uh, France did take a swing at Mexico at one point, and the U.S. did come in and they backed them up. Yeah. They didn't fucking expect it. Like, oh, shit. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, said, Hold on. <laughs> we were not prepared for this. That's I probably think... why they haven't joined NATO, because the United States is doing it for free now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So what's the point sense. of paying? Either way, I don't know. Like, if, if war were to hit in one of those three countries, I think... It, any country would be quick in backing up because they're so 
close, so big. So I think if you declare war on Mexico, you're declaring war on the United States and therefore declaring war in uh, NATO. Honestly, no, honestly, if you're just declaring war on Mexico or whatever, I think you're declaring war on all of the Americas. Eventually, all of them are going to come in. Especially since it's like bordering those countries. They'll be Mm. like, hey, what the fuck are you doing now? Dead ass in the middle. Yeah. Oh, Mexico. I like so it. Mexico's just chilling there. I love the fact that the United States protects the three. You know, now, the smaller countries. I don't think anyone's going to care. about I think yeah. that's just North America, though. South America is not not under the. But I feel like they might. They, they might. might end yeah, up they might into it to get it. Like, um, I think it's in the best interest of the United States to protect all of it, all of the Americas. Because if any country, like, because those countries over there, they're actually threats to the United States. Countries here. Canada, maybe. Yeah. That's all I could think of. We don't have North Koreas over here. We don't have bordering China. We don't have bordering. Um, the most yeah. we have is Cuba, and that's not even like a threat anymore. It's a little thing, no. The only reason Cuba was a threat was because they they put nuclear like bombs places there, pointed towards at us. I believe. Yeah, Florida pointed at Florida. Yeah. Um, God damn it, Florida! They're like turn around, <laughs> and Florida. they're like no. But that was the last time <laughs> the United States had an actual threat. Because neighboring Alaska, that Russia's like right there. Um, but yeah, they don't have to be a part of NATO. Lucky them. That's just how it goes. Uh, but yeah, World War One's pretty dope. Um, poison gas is horrible because it, it it inflicts a lot of damage, chronic damage. So it's not acute. Acute means that it's like right there and you're dead. Chronic is like it it lags on for decades. So you can be an eighty year old man who's the like Cold War dying. Coffee. The Cold War was amazing. Cold Never War was the best it. war ever. <laughs> no, yeah, it's kind of it was useless. Yeah, yeah, it's no, kind of like nothing happened. Oh yeah, we did. That's pretty cool. We never went back, but it we was made staged. It. <laughs> We're going back. What? Yeah. When? Artemis. Really? Oh shit! Artemis. It's the mission to establish a moon base. Oh, for what? Well, think about it. So the moon, it, it's easier. What? Why are you laughing? <laughs> For what? For what? I thought I thought it was already established that there was nothing interesting in the moon. So, well, I mean, there isn't. Well, <laughs> no, there isn't. So the moon base would be really good because the moon. They're make it a vacation spot for rich people. <laughs> well, they could do that, but the other thing is that like it's easier to take off off the moon than it is to take off like off the uh, off like the Earth. Because well, you yeah, have to but, fight gravity, like really yeah, but, strong gravity. But, but I mean, at one point, you have to do that because, I mean, what kind of resources do we have in the moon? Well, that's true. Well, the goal is to have, like, the moon be, like, this little, like, like pit stop, like a gas station, and then <laughs> ship them off again. Well, but, yeah, but you have to get the fuel to the moon first. So, like, it's still the same shit, isn't it? That's true. I mean, I feel like in the future, like, we'll be, like, harvesting asteroids for materials. Uh, that's not happening anytime soon. There's not a lot not of right now, obviously. But yeah, like like very not, far. I, I, into I don't the think future. there's any asteroids. Yeah, we're not doing that. Anytime we're not soon. doing that You're now. You're using a ray gun to freaking pull it towards <laughs> you, or what? <laughs> Bring it just over. Make a little pit stop, like two inches from the from the moon. No, but yeah, at at a certain point, I know you talked about like uh, tier one civilizations last time. Yeah. Uh, like how they get started, where they fucking go into extinction. I believe a tier one is able to harness everything that is in their solar system. So they're able to make a Dyson sphere around the sun. It's mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of solar panels, like really strong solar panels around the sun and collect that energy. And they ship it off to different planets around. 
Interesting. Um, the same thing is that they'll they'll be collecting asteroids and collecting the material and then bringing it back to the planets and stuff. So they're literally using everything. I think like at one point we're able to just go to Neptune, grab like the gases there and bring them here. Turn them into like fuel and then go like it's going to be like a stop. Which is which it. is the planet where literally rains diamonds? We don't have one. Yeah, we do. Here. No, we don't. And this solar system? No, we yes. Don't. No, we don't. I swear there no, is one. They rain diamonds. Rain diamond? Yeah, I swear. Not even he believes you, bro. I swear to God, we have one. Probably like rain acid or something. Rain shit. acid, yeah. No, There's I Jupiter, mean, I know right? That. Yeah. Jupiter's but... always like in a constant storm, I think. Eureka, I, I believe. I, I don't know if it's Eureka. I just want to know how they know all this shit, but like they have these cameras that can go super far, but you don't have Bluetooth that can range like 300. Uranus years. and Neptune. They rain diamonds. Uranus, diamond yeah. rain phenomenon. Phenomenon is believed by some scientists to believed. take place there you go, it's believed. on Uranus and Neptune. I'm guessing it's because of the high pressure. But I don't think a diamond would live there very it long. Says, it says on, on Saturn it occasionally rains diamonds. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's just carbon. It's yeah, a rock. It's, and it's, it's pressurized, pressurized. And that makes a diamond. So that makes sense for so the So you're just going to land on a pile of diamonds? I think by the time that they reach the the inside of it, it gets crushed. Because so if it's if it's rain, it has to be on the upper atmosphere where it forms, right? Yeah. So the pressure must be pretty strong right there. Yeah. And as it goes down, it has to get crushed because there's just so much more pressure up, like in the middle. It has to get crushed. Like there's no other thing. It, diamonds are not as resilient as people think. We just don't have the yeah. I don't know necessity to break them. I don't know. But if the if the atmosphere of Neptune is strong enough to create diamonds, then going into the center of Neptune can definitely break a diamond. I'm sorry. Like, it actually makes, like, mathematical sense if you think about it in a circle, right? Mm -hmm. So it would add 50% downwards. So if the pressure over here is, like, uh, at 10, it would multiply all the way down. And that would, like, just the multiplication by 2 will break that diamond. Uh, diamond. Math. Who knew, Math. right? Yes, sir. Just talked about how bad I was at it. <laughs> it takes around 6,000 tons to... Uh... Break a diamond? Wait, hold on. The real question here is how long does it take to get to Jupiter? Or Saturn. Or Saturn, Saturn, Saturn. Saturn. Neptune. Tux. We're talking about Neptune. Or Neptune. <laughs> You're completely off. Neptune's the one of the far... I think Neptune or Uranus is the farthest planet. Oh, never mind. It's going to take late years. Never mind. No. Probably take like 80 years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's actually pretty how cool. Long, how long will it take to get to? It depends where we're at, you, too. Hey Siri, how long does it take to get to Neptune? Hey Siri. Hey Bigsby. Nah. <laughs> how long does it take to get to Neptune? Twelve years. Twelve years? No. Uh, is, is that is light it? years? No, 12 years. New Jersey is light. Damn. <laughs> New, 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 New Jersey, Jersey yes. <laughs> hey, that's the right place. Because New, Jer New Jersey is fucking weird. <laughs> 31 hours to, want get to, to Neptune. go to Neptune. It'll take 12 years. Fortunately, there's no good reason anyone would want to go there. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing in Neptune. Mars is a couple months to get to Mars. Pluto, 9 I to think, 12 uh, years. I think at the point where, Pluto's uh, useless. where Mars and Earth are, the, are at the closest, I think it takes three to six months. Yeah, yeah. It depends where we're at, too. Like, if we're the farthest... Because it's like 120 years for, like, Neptune to, like, navigate throughout the, the entire yeah. solar system. 
So if we're the farthest part, that's gonna take a lot longer. We'd have to wait a hundred something years to like try. Yeah, because that that's what um uh, they were talking about when they like Elon was saying that they want he wants to populate Mars. Mm. It'll take started... about seven months to get there. Mars? Yeah. Is depends that when it's where, at its closest? Depends where it's at. Probably. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree I think, with it. Yeah. That that I heard that's what it's supposed to be. Three hundred million miles away for now. For now. It's crazy to think about, like, British, like the Brit- British people, they, it took so long to get to America. It came, like, months to get to the United States. When now we can literally do it in hours. Yeah. So just think of space travel in that it's sense. It's just so crazy. Well, think, well, I mean, they, if you really think about it, it is crazy. It is crazy, yeah. Like, think about, like, space travel in that sense. We're in its infancy. Imagine in a couple of years, like, how, a couple hundred years where we're going to be at. Well, I guess the whole reason why we're not doing it is because we haven't really found the planet that's most like compelling for us to go over yeah and the ones we have found are like yes far away the other thing is like imagine we make like we find like this like gravitational like um like system that pulls us faster like imagine that's just out there but we can't see it because it's black maybe that'd be pretty cool to be honest but yeah so many different questions and stuff uh we've we reached an hour and 16 we can call it a day. It's a pretty short, short episode. I like the topics that we did. We did everything pretty quickly. Uh, definitely not a dull moment. Uh, any more what ifs? Not today. So episode five is going live on probably Tuesday. So tomorrow. Um, There's really no point on saying that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's going live Tuesday. Uh, two more episodes. By the end of March, we should reach episode seven. Which is a big milestone. We'll have a cake, a party. Everybody's invited. Yay! <laughs> Here's like, like munching in the. Nah, we'll figure out what we would do for episode seven. We'll we'll rearrange the whole episode to reflect the number seven. Oh, interesting. Yeah, seven Carol Bells, seven something reindeers. <laughs> we'll do something like that. The history of the number seven. Oh, the whole reason why everybody thinks it's a lucky number. Yeah, Two. amazing. Seven, seven, seven. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Fabian can end it. Bye.